Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Natural Hair Education Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Natural Hair Education's Texture on Texture Styling Course. This styling course is a virtual educational experience. Learn how to properly detangle the hair, learn how to do coils, flat twists, two strand twists, and an updo all on naturally textured hair. In this program, you will receive Ada, which is Natural Hair Education's first texture hair mannequin. And listen, she is the real deal, okay? So once you get your hands on her, you'll be able to learn these different types of skills as well as improve your own skills, increase your service time, and overall, increase your income. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Natural Hair Education Podcast. On today, we're gonna have part two of our series, representation matters. And for this series, we're focusing on our little ones, our boys and girls. How are they being influenced about their culture, about their history, about their heritage, and about who they are? What images are they seeing? And what can we as parents and influencers do to help enlighten our children about who they are? My next guest has written a series of multiple books through her real life experiences, making them teachable moments to educate and empower her own children. From there, her books have sold all over the world. It has helped parents help their children in identifying diversity. Latasha Perry is a wife and mother of six. After her oldest daughter was teased in an all white ballet class about her hair, she decided to write Hair Like Mine. A year later, she released Skin Like Mine. Four more books followed all aimed at encouraging self-love and celebrating individuality. She just recently celebrated selling 400,000 books without any type of agent or marketing team. Hair Like Mine and Skin Like Mine are the number one sellers. Her books have been translated into French and Spanish and sells all over the world. Here's my conversation with Latasha Perry. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Tasha. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Natural Hair Education Podcast. I wanted to have you on because I know that you have done such an amazing job at helping little Black boys and girls um, build up their self-esteem through literature. And by March being reading month or literature month, I'm like, this is the perfect time to have you on and have the conversation. So before we get into the questions, can you just tell the audience about who you are and what you do? So my name is Latasha Perry, and I am a mother of, I guess, what, 5.5 kids? (laughs) I won't say six yet. Six coming in June. I'll have six. Um, But I have written six children's books, and it actually just started off as one book. 
and I never intended for an entire series. It just that's you know just how things happen to go. But I wrote the book um, with my children in mind, based off of a personal experience that my daughter had in a ballet class where she was the only black girl in the class and she had her hair in two curly afro puffs and a little girl told her her hair looked funny and she needed to change her hairstyle and why was she wearing her hair like that and it devastated Cassidy and um so my first reaction was like I'm taking her out that class and blah blah, blah. and then I was like well wait a minute this is such a teachable moment I'm getting ready to empower Cassidy and show her how to just feel empowered and be comfortable in who she is and even just feeling comfortable being different from people around her Um, because nobody has skin like hers or hair like hers and so I started searching for books that talked about self-love diversity that had characters that look like my children in them and I couldn't believe that there still was hardly any out there so I decided to write my own and that was the birth of hair like mine yes girl hair like mine it's been all over the world I remember I think it was what 2014 when you wrote it was yep yep and it was I wrote it in 2014 and then it was published in 2015 okay okay I remember I remember the whole story you was like listen to this and you reading the you had it inside your phone and and you reading it and, and I was like oh my goodness that that's amazing. But I just want to say thank you for um, taking the initiative to actually create something for children, because I know that that is is difficult for them to find like who they are and mm-hmm. tie themselves back to different images and especially on television. So for you to actually sit down and say, let me do something for my children and it end up being a blessing to children all over the world. I think that's amazing. And you've also written another book that I want to talk about, and that was Skin Like Mine. Mm-hmm. okay so I don't really know much about how skin like mine came about but can you talk about how you decided to create another book um skin like mine so skin like mine again my daughter and but not my oldest daughter this was my youngest daughter and she was about three maybe and she started comparing like looking at my skin looking at her her skin against her sister's skin and, and, you know, you know, my daughters are, um, one is lighter complected and one is, is more brown complected. And so she started asking mommy, how come my skin look different from, from sissy skin? And I was like, oh, we got to write another book. And so skin like mine was just um, not necessarily uh, talking about why we're different, but just showing our different hues of brown, like all the different ways that uh, brown can look and just celebrating that, like talking about it in a positive way so that when kids uh, read it, they just felt empowered, like, oh, my skin, and we compared it to dessert. So like, oh, my skin looks like cookies. Oh, my skin looks like brownies. Just a positive way, another way to look at themselves in the mirror and feel good about what they see. That's good. So as a mother of soon-to-be six and an influencer, what tips or recommendations would you give other parents and influencers to help build up their children's self-esteem? For me, I would say the number one thing was just um, looking like within, because I I had to really, I I had boys first and it's not that I didn't think about this, but it was so weird. Like when I had the girls, it became so apparent that 
what we do and what we say, it really does matter. And so I was real intentional about different things, like how I wore my hair. Cause I'm like, well, if I'm still straightening my hair and then I'm telling my daughter to love herself as she was created. And then she looking at me like, well, mama, you're not doing that. So I was like, okay. So once I had my oldest daughter, I cut all my hair off and, and just grew it out naturally. I mean, I didn't cut it again, but, um, so I was like, okay, everything I do is with intention now. And I think that that that's something that parents can really pay attention to is how we talk to ourselves. Cause you know, sometimes um, we just do it in passing. Like we'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm, I'm fat. Our daughters, and, and they hear those things and then they repeat it to themselves. And so just being really, really careful about how you talk about yourself and, and really paying attention to the things that you are listening to around them or watching on TV, all of those things matter. Um, so that's one, I, one thing I think really, is really, really important. That's good. Okay, so let's take it back just a little bit further. Um, you mentioned your hair. You changed your hair so that your daughters can actually see someone who looked like them with the same, you know, with, with coily textured hair. Mm-hmm. When you did your, let's say your big chop or starting over, were, were your daughters um, both born? Were they asking you about your hair? What made you say, I'm going to start this process over and show them that this is who their mother is, and this is who they can mm-hmm. aspire to be through their hair. So when I when I did the big chop, um, my youngest daughter she wasn't born yet, and but my oldest one and she was only my oldest was only one. So really, this is all they've ever seen except for in pictures. But I also felt like it was a good uh, lesson for my boys as well because they were able to see their dad still love on me, find me attractive um, with, with natural hair. I mean, even when, when I cut it, because I had about an inch of hair <laughs> and, and they were able to see that none of that mattered. Um, he, they were able to still see that healthy relationship and the bond between me and him. So when they go out and pick their partners, you know, they can kind of emulate what they were able to see. And then fast forward, after my hair had grown out and was past my shoulder, I mean, it was past my shoulders curly and then straightened out. It was down almost, it was long. And, and so my, what I was paying attention to was my daughters. They had started comparing their hair length to each other. Oh, mommy, is my hair long as yours? Oh, mommy, my, and so I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna cut my hair again. So I decided I would cut it and it it was short, short, shaved off the back, shaved off the sides and just left hair, a little hair in the middle. But it was again to show them that I still could feel confident with short hair, with long hair. And no matter how it was, I wanted them to know that like the real beauty is within anyways. But um, that all that hair shaming and hair comparison that goes on within the natural hair community I was like, okay, we're going to put a stop to this now. So that was why I did the second um, Man, haircut. That is so good. So what I'm understanding is everything that you do is intentional and it's for your children. Yep. And I think that's yep. so important because as parents, we're their first, we're their first teachers. And so yep. you're, yep. you're teaching them more than just about self-esteem and um, imagery, but you're teaching them 
about how to be leaders, you know, how to influence other people around them as they grow up. I think that is amazing. So big ups to you on that. So there's something that I do want to ask you about. (laughs) Um, The bookmobile. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So um, you... (laughs) You are create well. You've created a bookmobile that's uh-huh. going to well. You talk about it. It's your bookmobile. <laughs> so this has been a dream forever. So just to be able to see it just manifest right in front of me, it's it's still unreal. And when I go inside of it, because it's all completely done, and sometimes I just go inside of it like I can't even believe this is real. But so my vision was always to create sort of like a hub for uh, parents and educators and other people to be able to come and find diverse products for kids. Cause you know, it's still, even in 2021, it's, it's still difficult to, to just go right into a store and find a black baby doll. Usually they, they only get a few in stock. And so once you buy them, they're, they're gone. And um, other apparel, like apparel, t-shirts with black girls and black boys on them. Um, and puzzles and, and and it's not just my products I want products from other um, African-American uh, creators for kids and so my first idea was a brick and mortar and then as I started to research I was like uh, I don't know if this is the best fit for me and and one thing that really led me to that decision was having um, a ton of community events that different foundations were put on and they would invite me to come and purchase books and give them away to the families who attended. So I started paying attention to the families that were there. And sadly, a lot of the the kids who really could benefit from coming and seeing a black author, seeing a black author uh, with natural hair, uh, seeing, um, uh, giving, being able to get books with black characters in them for free, those people weren't there. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about why. And, you know, the thing that I came up with was just accessibility. They don't have access to technology always. So they don't even know what's going on. Um, oops, I, my plug came out. Um, they don't know what's going on and they don't have transportation to get there. Uh, so, and so, and we could go on and on with it. Yeah. So that's when I thought I need a bookmobile because if I had this store on wheels, I could go right into these communities and go right to the kids and to the parents and they can get right on the, the bookmobile and look around and see all the products and just, you know, go right to them. So that's good. that was how that, that came about. That is amazing. I can't wait to see it up and running with everything in it. I know you just, I, I, I know you're excited about that. That's like, ah, it's like the, the biggest, it was the biggest <laughs> thing to get that accomplished. It was like, oh, yeah. I marked it off the list. Finally, finally, so. that's good. Well, congratulations to you about that as well. So the last thing I want to ask you before I let you go is, can you share with us a myth or a tip, something that you want to share with the audience around anything you choose? So because it's reading month, I thought I would share something that has something to do with in relation to literacy. And I would say a big myth is thinking that diverse kids books are only for black and brown children. 
-hmm. and that's just so far from the truth. Um, we need book. I think that everybody should have access to, to diverse books. And it's so important for white parents to have books with black characters um, in their child's library. Because if you open a book and all you see is you, you think that that's all that exists in the world. And these kids need to see that there, there's more uh, cultures, other people that look different from them that exist in this world. And not just books on slavery. Um, they need to see black people and brown people doing everyday things just like themselves. And so this whole thing that these books are just for uh, black kids is it, uh, just so far from the truth. Um, and, and it's funny because when I wrote my book, I wrote it for my children, but the response that I have gotten, positive feedback, it has been from white parents, Asian parents, it has been from all types of parents. And, and these books are beneficial, and not just mine, all books with diverse characters are beneficial for all kids. That's good. That's something that I don't think is mentioned a lot or talked about is how important diversity is all around and not just in Black children lives but yep. in white children lives as well so I think yep. that's good the next thing I want is can you just go through the list of books that you've created and give off their name yeah yes hair hair like mine skin like mine hair like mine coloring and activity book dreams like mine imagination like mine and baby like mine Awesome. That is so, so good. Okay. So this is the last thing before I let you go, you did write a myth down that said black men doesn't find natural hair attractive. Can yeah. Yeah. That for a minute. Yes. I, Cause I did want to talk about that. Um, I think that TV <laughs> gives us this perception uh, of what black women should look like especially all of these reality shows on tv and so what is kind of like just i think constantly fed to us is weave and lashes and nails and makeup and, and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those things um but what i am saying is that they don't show men loving on women who choose to not do any of that and, and it's just that's it's just not true you know and and I can speak from my personal experience that my husband doesn't like none of that. You know, his, his he was the one actually, in, in addition to going natural for my daughter, he had been saying years before then, I should wear my hair natural. You should just wear your hair natural. Stop getting relaxed. And if I had just a little tiny wave in my hair, I was like, oh no, I need a touch up. And he would, you know, he was always like, no, let it grow out. Let your curl. And and so I just think it's the biggest myth that black men in particular don't uh, find women with, with locks and, and afros and curls attractive. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I agree. And I believe this, that television, social media has really damaged the, the, the whole stigma around that. Like they feel mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. if you don't have the long, big flowy hair or the big lashes yep. or your face isn't always done up and your nails, are, yep. you know, um, these long yep. nails that you are not beautiful. But the funny thing about this whole thing is they take our 
they they take our culture and what we created and then recreate it for themselves. So yeah. it's, a, it's a whole cycle. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Nother yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Can you tell them where they can find you and where they can find your books and your website? Yep. So we are on four, the number four kids like mine um, on Instagram and then four kids like mine on Facebook as well. And my website is www.thenumber4kidslikemine.com. And I think, is that it? Oh, so you can purchase books on the website, on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Comma Bookstore, if you're local in, um, in the Flint area, and Barnes & Noble stores. Awesome. That is so, so good. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much. You hit on a lot of good things. A lot of good, good. Things from just the reason why you wrote the book to your influence on your children and the impact that you're having and that you're going to be having with the bookmobile. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you don't already have any of the four kids like mine products, whether it's books or t-shirts or baby dials make sure you head over to her website and check out what she has to offer one of the things that i most enjoyed about this conversation is just learning how intentional latasha is when it comes to her children if they're facing an obstacle or a challenge she feels that it is her duty and her right to make sure that she's being the first example of how she would want their children how she want their children to learn and understand the importance of for one, who they are, but also the importance of diversity. So make sure you guys check out the show notes. Make sure you click on the website um, and see what she has to offer. And maybe you can gift one of those products for someone. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out the episode. I appreciate you all that are listening, that you are following, and I ask that you continue to show support. I really appreciate it. Until next time, let's continue to educate empower and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I'll see you next time.